And welcome to Pints and Politics. Pints and Politics is a weekly discussion program of all things political coming to you through the facilities of Trent Radio, C, Triple F in Peterborough, Ontario, 92.7 on your FM dial. My name is Bill Templeman. In addition to this radio show, Pints and Politics is streamed live from the Trent Radio website. Uh, we also have a podcast at pintsandpolitics.ptbopodcasters.ca. These podcasts are also available on iTunes. And every Thursday, uh, a small crew of lively pundits gathers at the Garnet Pub, Aylmer and Hunter, in Peterborough at 5 p.m. for an informal uh, gathering where we uh, talk about all things political at all levels. Everyone's welcome. Please join us. We post on Twitter at Bill Temp and on the Cooperate Facebook page. Joining me in the studio tonight is Brock Grills. Brock is running as a first-time candidate in Autonomy Ward. Welcome, Brock. Hi. Brock, let me start at the top of the batting order. First of all, uh, why have you decided to do this to yourself? It's a lot of work. Um, it is. It is a lot of work, um, and it is. It can be at times quite a stressful experience. But the thing is, is that I, the, I guess, the reason why I want to get involved in this is I believe in the community of Peterborough. I think it's a great place to live. It's where I grew up, and there are certain things that I hold dear that I want to protect, um, including uh, our public utilities, including some of um, uh, Peterborough jobs uh, and lots of other things, which we'll get into here in a minute. Sure. But that's why I wanted to run. I, I feel now's the time, and in four years it'll be too late. So Great. Okay. Now, what do you bring to this campaign as a candidate? Okay, so so my, my qualifications and my background is basically kind of a, 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 a threefold thing. So one, I'm working right now, I'm establishing my own company. What we're looking to do is uh, we're a green energy company. Uh, we're called Trentway Tech, and we're moving away from, we're trying to move away from a panel-based uh, solar technology to a more wire-based solar technology. So we've been working on various prototypes to do that. And though the retention wouldn't be as high as it is on panel-based, the green, uh, like we can reduce the carbon footprint uh, at the end of the life and also capture solar energy in places that previously panels couldn't do so for example you could put it in a vinyl wrap for a tesla car or a window screen in your house or something along those lines oh great now uh, could you just because you're a, a new candidate in mm -hmm. autonomy just flesh out for me a bit about your background you, have you okay. always been into so, politics? So besides that, um, I was just kind of going through my other stuff and I was kind of rounding up to that. But uh, so basically my background in politics is I, I, I was Peterborough born and raised and I went to Trent University and studied politics and graduated with an undergraduate um, as well. I've also filmed city council meetings uh, over the past two years. And, and then once I jumped into doing this, I've now, I've stopped recording the filming. I'm still following the meetings, but I, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm spending that time canvassing and outreach and going to public events and doing that kind of thing. Okay, now you talked about jobs uh, a moment ago, and uh, that, that's an issue, of course, that touches everyone, regardless of their political affiliation. Absolutely. It's uh, something that uh, in my own private sector work and career counseling, I mm -hmm. hear all the time. People mm -hmm. love living in Peterborough. But it's really hard to find work. Absolutely. And, uh, one of the other candidates told me that uh, only 1% to 2% of uh, new grads from Trent and Fleming actually wind up staying. They all have to leave to start their careers. I, I don't know about the reliability of those numbers, but I do know that it's a very low retention number. Um, and I wouldn't put that on Trent University or on Fleming College. It's simply that we don't have the infrastructure here and we don't have the, we're not, we're not planning appropriately to retain that talent. 
So the other side is is that uh, as a young person myself, it, it, it has been difficult as well for someone who wants to stay in the Peterborough area. So as part of my qualifications, another thing I was going to bring up as well is I'm actually working uh, part-time as a painter as well uh, to make ends meet. And I'm also working for uh, a Beard-Free Brewery. It's a new brewery that just opened on uh, the parkway there. Um, and so kind of working in different areas to kind of keep my feet on the ground and keep myself with the people, but also, you know, like I said, to make ends meet. So I'm right there in the struggle with people. I'm not one of these people that lives in a, in a huge house that, you know, is super, you know, super, you know, like not to say anything wrong with that, but that I'm, that I, you know, I, I work and I, I'm involved politically and I'm also trying to start my own company. I, I'm a young person, but I'm a go-getter and, and I, I like to see things get done. Power to you. Now, we were uh, chatting uh, off mic before the start of the show. You started uh, at the doors. You, you, I have. Good so, for you. And, and here we are in not yet, well, just uh, not yet mid-July. And you've, you've knocked on how many doors? 10% 10, 10 of the ward already. So I've, wow. I've, uh, there's, there's an average of about 5,000 homes in each ward, give or right. take some. Sure. Um, and I've handed out about 500 of my, my pamphlets or my cards so far. And I just, I, I, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm just going to keep continue going to the houses right up to election day and showing people that I'm there and that I'm, I'm on their side and that I'm a new way forward. And, and I think that this is what this council needs going forward is we need a breath of fresh air and and to move in in a new direction but also in a not just progress for the sake of progress but progress that is progress that's going to be maintainable over the next you know 10 25 40 years and and i went to the, the city's design charrette there um, and they're planning for 2040 so our municipal council needs to be doing the same exactly now I'm interested, what are you hearing at the doors when people begin to say, could you do something about, or what about, what, what are they bringing up? So what I, what, I, what I tell a lot of people is that, so I'll give you an example. So I was just uh, canvassing in the Spillsbury area, and there's a common concern on that, that road there is that it, people are cutting through as an access way. And what I've told people is, and I guess this is kind of a way of me putting it on my platform, but um, is that's not something that I can put on my platform. you got to have about three or four main points that you know people can go with. So I can't say, you know, I'm going to make sure this, this area gets this sign and this area gets this sign. But what I will say say is those are the exact type of issues that I want to bring to council and what I've already suggested for that community is similar to what's going on at Crawford Drive so what I would suggest is in any areas where people are cutting through residential areas and that kind of thing let's post one of those solar signs above the regular posted speed limits that show people how fast they're going and and subconsciously that it makes it makes most people it makes me pump the brakes because if you see that you're going 65 and a 50 you're going to say whoa 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 and you're, you you tap the brake you do but when when you're just cruising along sometimes you don't always think about that and i think we've seen on crawford drive that we've seen a reduction in the speed uh, of people with those signs being set up so i think that that's something that we could look up into for that community and any other community that has like another uh community solicits in northcrest ward actually mm -hmm. would be marina boulevard a lot of people a lot of people in that area are, are getting tired of people cutting through that area and that's another reason probably why there's a lot of support in the north end for the parkway exactly exactly hmm. okay in terms of uh, other issues that you'd like to focus on that are our sort of pet interests of yours what are some of those so it Thank you for bringing that up. That's really good because I think that every candidate brings something to the election that's kind of their own, right? There's going to be the hot topic issues, you know, the, the the hydro, the parkway, all these other kinds of things. But everyone brings their own special thing, and 
And my special thing that I'm bringing that other people aren't talking about, and I think they should be talking about, is in the city that has the highest unemployment rate during the winter months. Now, right now, we've seen a lot of articles come out that say, oh, Peterborough's doing really well right now. You know, yeah. we have lots of really, lots of employment. I'm like, okay, but how much of that percentage is through labor-ready or through, through one of these, yeah. you know, because we're a trades-based town. We are a seasonally trades-based town. And so my question is, in the winter months, when a lot of these trades-based applications, painters, electricians, all these kinds of things are going through their, their most dry spell of the year because it's the winter months, why is our city government, our municipal government, giving contracts to out-of-town contractors? Right. I don't understand it. Like, they just they just passed a, uh, another $650,000 to revamp our online presence. That's more than half a million dollars to build a website to a company in St. Catharines when the city already gives the innovation cluster $100,000, $150,000 a year and says, we're going to invest in young entrepreneurs in our town and then totally turns their back on them. That I find unacceptable. And we see it in, in many different areas. Another one, downtown, under the clock tower, those businesses there where Mars Music and uh, Bumbleberry Bistro and right. some of those ones are there. City owns those, those store the storefront there and they've had it renovated twice in the last 10 years and my friend who owns one of my friends who owns one of those stores um, she showed me after the first renovation was done about seven years ago so I was about 20 at the time she said Brock come out here and I came out and it was after one winter she came out and she kicked the crown molding and it fell off <laughs> and, and she said you know what happened they closed us down. They put this thing over the front of us. They didn't close us, but like made it very difficult for people to access our store. They because we kicked up a stink. They made it go way longer. And and the other side of that is that it went to a Toronto company that subcontracted to another company that subcontracted the work to another company. And my question is, sometimes subcontracting is acceptable, but then why aren't we doing that for our own people? Like let's say, fine, a, a, a company in Toronto gets a paint. To, let's say the job to paint City Hall. So let's say City Hall needs to be painted on the inside. Let's say it goes to, uh, the painting job goes to a company in Oshawa, let's say, okay? But at least when they need extra labor, let's say, pick up some Peterborough labor. Go down to Peterborough Labor Ready and pick up some people in that area and do that. And I want to make sure, you know, not just say, oh, well, I hope that happens. I want to find ways where we can make that happen. And what I'm suggesting is on municipal job bids, if you are a Peterborough-based company, you get five extra points on a city bid. Some city bids can go up to 200 points. And if you have uh, 10 or more employees and 60 to 70%, we'll have to talk about it in council, 60 to 70 percent of them are based in Peterborough your employees you get another five points so a total of 10 points is mm -hmm. not a lot more but we're saying we're offering something to to our local companies and saying we value you and and, and the primary reason for the points thing is that I don't want to be shown to be showing favor to say my friend's company or this company I want all Peterborough companies <laughs> to have this benefit when they bid on jobs makes a lot of sense now yeah. You've obviously been interested in municipal politics for for a while. You, mm -hmm. you attend council meetings. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're up to speed on the issues. What's your sense of the dynamics that are working for your cohort, recent grads, indeed students who are, who are still in post-secondary, around municipal politics traditionally how do we get them involved you mean yeah they're just not they don't show up and i i and i don't mean that as a blank of course no 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 no. i see what you're saying but, i totally quite a high proportion don't vote so how do you unlock that golden key honestly so this is this is i'll tell you my own personal story and Please. why i'm interested in municipal politics and then maybe that'll help give give some sort of clout to it but basically what I realized is after being involved in, in fringe at 
many in all three major parties at you know both provincial and federal level i realized that you know what i don't think party politics are for me one two i realized that that municipal politics honestly after the parking by law thing so uh the you can't park on your lawn and parking rvs and the big boats and overhang and all that stuff after that happened i really realized that the stuff that affects us day to day the stuff that 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 you know that bugs you at the end of your curb or or there's a cat stuck on a tree or you know some things along those lines obviously you would call probably the fire department for that but you know what i mean it's those day-to-day things that the municipal government really truly deals with and and i think that young people just don't realize that how much the municipal government actually affects what they do i think also permanent residency is a, is a huge thing too for people my age right so there's a lot of people who are you know more transient time in their life and you know they're looking for work they're you know they're establishing long-term relationships they're doing all these different kinds of things and I think that it just takes time to kind of get invested in, in issues that tackle municipal politics because it's not and a lot of it's not a lot of it's uh, not all of it but a lot of it's not social Right. And I think that that is a huge part that appeals to my generation that there's that there's there's some sort of social social element to it. Now, obviously, we have an opioid crisis here in Peterborough. Um, I talked with Tyler uh, Taylor Clydesdale about that at Peterborough this week uh, <laughs> recently. And one of the things I like, and Diane or Diane Taran has suggested this, and I'm sure she'll talk about it if she comes on, yeah. is that she's she suggests actually you were at the um, you were at the all citizens meeting. That's how we got talking about this. But she suggested at that meeting what we need is a rehab center. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, nonpartisan. Let's take this away from partisan politics. I think that's what Peterborough needs. And I'll tell you what, it's socially good and it's fiscally good. And 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 again, I'm not saying I support Diane Theron on, on every subject. I'm just saying that this is a good idea because we've got enough methadone clinics and we need a spot for people that are at a point in their life where they're saying, I'm ready to get clean. No. And right now we don't have that. Right. And that's why we, I, I truly feel that a rehab center is going to save us money on our on our healthcare system, on uh, on overdoses and on other different kinds of treatment, on people being on methadone their entire life, and so also short-term overdoses, but also long-term effects on people's health that uh, consisted even methadone use is going to be doing to their bodies. Okay, one question that uh, has come up. Well, it came up uh, during Maria Monsef's campaign uh, when I uh, in, in talking with Dantarian. It's certainly come up for her. And I imagine you'll be tarred with this brush as, as well. Mm-hmm. People of my vintage, some or a lot of gray hair, will will look at your online presence and say, well, you know, yes, where's, where's the job? Where's the career? Where's the 10 years at the Royal Bank? Where's mm-hmm. the... And, of course, the answer is, and I say this uh, mm-hmm. as father of, of uh, people in their 20s, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> careers don't happen like that anymore uh, by and large you know the full-time job is becoming an endangered species but how will you deal with that so one thing that's really interesting that you bring that up so one thing that i would say to that too and this is what i've said to people and and one uh, house that i talked to again in the spillsbury that's where i've been kind of starting working my way down their son's starting trent next year and i said i'm going to be honest with you he's starting a degree in psychology i said i'm going to be honest with you i said you're not going to get a job at the end of trent I said, you're not. You're just quite frankly, you're not. And I said, what you're going to have to do after is you're going to have to do a postgraduate program. Doesn't necessarily mean a master's, but it means going to college because in the 70s and 80s, when you had the critical thinking skills proven by having a degree, you said to a company, I'm trainable. And now what companies are saying is we want people who are trainable and we want people who already have the skills. 
And so, and, and so if every time you want to change your career now, like a degree is great. I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't take back my experience at Trent for, for all the world, but it's one of those things that I didn't get any hands-on skills from that. So I've had to go out in the world and I've had to find, you know, what, what, what hands-on skills I've needed to kind of continue uh, working in. And also, like I said, uh, another another side of it is this, right? So I'm working on my solar and energy company and, and doing these kinds of things. And I'll tell you this, look at Mark Zuckerberg, look at Elon Musk, look at a lot of these guys that were successful. If they had gotten a job at, uh, at a bank and just decide that's what they were going to do and some people that's what they want to do they want they want to they raise a family they want to do that and you know what some people like high finance banking that's what that's the interest and you know what if that's your prerogative that's i want you to go for that and i want you to do that but what i'm saying is as a young person i think our gener my generation is is seeking and find trying to find something that is sustainable financially and otherwise but also something that they want to do for 40 years right okay now if we could uh, switch to Absolutely. sort of the the uh, how shall I phrase this the issues of the day the, the big issues the yep. issues that you know if you're successful on October 22nd you're gonna have to deal with these as a counselor mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of things like the eternal parkway uh, the sale of PDI yeah. uh, of course the official plan review the annexation of industrial lands in the yep. south end uh, do you have positions on these these issues yet? Do you sense your... So the annexation, I'll just come out and say from the start, is that I don't yet. I would like to see where the election goes and see who gets elected in Cavan and gets elected in these places. Because that, that specifically, right, that's going to determine, right? So that's something that we can continue to look at. But I just, I, I want to wait and speak with who gets elected and get, who gets elected on council as well on that issue. As for the the two hot topic, really big ones of the day, right? We've got we've got the sale of the public hydro, and we've also we've got the parkway. So I'll start with the parkway. So I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm not thrilled with the 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 parkway. I know they've taken out the bridge at this point. My main goal, and I will say this, I, I understand that we need to address traffic concerns, especially in an aging city, and I think a lot of our road building right now is going towards biking and, and other kinds of things, which is fine, but we also need to make sure that our roadways are accessible as we have an aging senior population as well. But all that said, I think we need to protect Jackson's Park. I think there's, as we expand out the West End, people are gonna start expanding out past where Lily Lake Road is. Eventually, we still have the ability where we could expand Lily Lake Road. I think that's something we should definitely do. And as well as we could look at Tower Hill, will we have to buy some houses? It's a possibility, but it's also something that, like I said, I think when we're, so in the design chart, they said it, uh, by 2040, our growth is supposed to be at 115,000 people. And I want to know that once Peterborough becomes the great metropolis of tomorrow, that people will be able to go and stand in the middle of a park, and maybe you can hear cars and stuff, but you can be, should be able to look in every direction and see trees. And I think that that's really important for young people and for people of all ages to stay connected to, to nature and to the surroundings and, and to, I, I don't want to live personally in a concrete jungle. And honestly, I don't go to Jackson's Park that often. I just think it's important sure. to have it. Sure. Now, you and I were both at the design charrette in early June yep. that the city put on. Yep. And I'm wondering, what do you see happening in terms of the way the city both council and of course city staff engage the public 
to me, that was a pretty rare and indeed wonderful four days because we got a chance to ask questions, direct dialogue mm -hmm. with, with you know, department heads uh, at the city and found out some reasons why things happen. Mm -hmm. And there was, a, there was a dialogue. But I would be uh, not being fully honest if I said that's not my, uh, my experience of day-to-day -day interaction with the city. Things are a Absolutely. bit more closed. So how could that be improved? You know what? I, and again, I maybe I'm, support, maybe I'm saying too many good things about Diane Theron, <laughs> but one thing I also support that 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 she's doing is breaking down barriers. So you know what? Right. Number one, let's eliminate the year worship BS. Like, okay, he's a human. The mayor is a human being, just like anyone else. And I don't think we need the title of your worship. Think about that for a minute. I mean, come on, that's a pretty intense title. Second of all, do they really need a big gaudy gold necklace? I think personally, in my opinion, and this might be a bit radical, I think donate it to the Peterborough Museum. It's a relic of yesterday, in my opinion. And, and, and I understand we need to, we, we have to value our tradition and value where we've come from. But to me, having a title of your worship and having a big gold thing right. that you wear in your official pictures says unapproachable to me. Okay, now, because the the demographic you represent, uh, I have some technology questions. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the online voting is becoming more and more popular. For mm -hmm. example... Uh, it doubled the vote in the last election, Yeah, actually. and apparently 36-37% per, uh, of Daryl Bennett's supporters voted online uh, in 2014, whereas 44% of Monsef supporters voted online. So clearly she, w she had a younger demographic supporting her. How would you go about encouraging online voting? Well, I think a big part of it is going to be hitting the doors from September 22nd to October 22nd, yeah. as well as, and, and maybe, you know, I'm going to give this one as a free one to my opponents. I'm going to be hitting up Fleming uh, that month because I think that's huge. And I think that in our ward, I mean, we represent that that student body as well, and I think we also need to make sure that we're, you know, that they, that their issues are addressed, so that there's affordable housing in that end of town for students, but that's not disturbing, you know, the other residential communities that live there, that kind of thing, right? Okay. And safety and other concerns as well. Okay, another technology question. Uh, in the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, certainly when I was getting more aware of uh, politics, Campaigning happened at the doors. That's where you met people, you shake hands, see the whites of their eyes, mm -hmm. you talk with them, you're doing it now. Mm -hmm. But in the last few elections, I guess starting around 2007, 2008, 2010, uh, there's this thing called social media. It's like a cloud that's moving closer and closer, and it's becoming huge in yeah. campaigning. How will you use social media in your campaign? So I personally, I like to, uh, I said this in my, my interview with Taylor as well, I like to address my trolls head on. So I like, if people write negative or nasty things about me in the comments, I will send you a call or I will send you an email and, and we'll get it sorted out. And you know what, at the end of the day, you might not end up liking me or you might not end up agreeing with me at the end of the day, but you know it's one of those things that I'm I, that's the type of person I am and I'm going to come back but I agree we do live in an era where a lot of politics has become about mudslinging I'm sure stuff's I'm sure people are going to try and say things against me in terms of my personal appearance or my age or or you know different kinds of made-up stories and different kinds of things because it happens it happens to all politicians but at the end of the day I just have to stand my ground and be who I am and hope people see the real me and when I think if they do that the, that they'll know that I'm the best person for the job right now in terms of campaigning and how it rolls out what sort of uh, 
team do you have? What sort of volunteer force do you have? I mean, it's it's a lot of work, as we've, we've referenced. How's that going for you? Very well, very well. So this is my plan right now. My plan is to hit, I want to I go to, it's a, so you say, so let me take a step back. Sure. The whites of the eyes is super important still. I don't care what yeah. anyone else tells you. Meeting a person at their door, looking them in the eye and handing them that card and saying, I'm going to do this for you. Please vote for me. There's nothing that will replace that. Facebook will never replace that. You cannot replace human uh, interaction. And with that said, that's super important to me. No, absolutely. Now, uh, other candidates have been talking about how they're going to position themselves on the major issues and how they hope to engage citizens. I I know when I was... um, talking with uh, was it Diane Turner she talks about uh, the necessity to to really be available during the campaign how do you plan to do that so my plan is this I want to hit every house myself personally right. at before this election's out and I'm going to do it my my hope is to do that before the end of August and then my plan is that I have about 15 volunteers 20 volunteers basically set out a two-week period where we all go out and we say, you know, hand out my cards a second time, that kind of thing, and try and hit the entire neighborhood twice. That was the advice I actually got from Dean Papas. But at least once, I want to make sure that by myself, I am going out and I'm hitting every single home because I want to meet every single person and see the whites of their eyes and tell them and convince them and, you know, hopefully that I'm the best person for the job. Great. Now, uh, the last question I'd like to uh, bring up, and of course it's a huge one, uh, mm-hmm. we'll just have a time, time to touch on it, mm-hmm. is the official plan review. And I guess it's a twofold question. H- how do you plan to engage people in it, and what do you see coming out of that that would be a really positive outcome for the city? So when you say the official plan review, is this a, you mean the plan, like that's what the design trap was about, the plan for till 2040, that kind of of idea? Well, I think that it's a great, I think it's a good vision. I like that the city is planning ahead. That's the one thing that I do like. And I think our council also needs to get on board. And so just to clarify, I am talking, so council is our elected officials, but the city itself is, it's kind of like its own other city officials that people that work for the city is kind of its own other thing and we work together in tandem and so i think that if our city our city is planning ahead for the future and i like a lot of the things that they're saying like basically no high-rise buildings we, we build it similar to switzerland in a lot of ways we have a lot of green spaces around and we make sure that we don't have high-rise buildings being built everywhere you know a bit but yeah anyways that's great well brock girls thank you so much for coming in well, and thank making you for the having time. me and best of luck on your campaign thank you very much